On the show, there are fears surrounding a Port Adelaide star who could be missing a bit of footy. Plus, Facebook has shut down Australian news media, but how much of an impact has it had? Plus, the AFL have left Tasmania in the waiting room yet again. That's all coming up next on The Press Box. Another big week in sport, plenty to get through. Welcome back to The Press Box and... Finally, we have a, an assembled team, a full team. The, the studio is absolutely chock-a-block. I welcome back Jack Hudson to the show. Welcome to you, mate. How are you going, Tuggers? Great to see you yet again. This, of course, is all brought to you. The Inner Sanctum. Go there for all your Australian sports coverage done better. The innersanctum.com.au. But these guys have been missing for a little while, and it's nice to have them back, Jack, isn't it? It is, mm. of course, our regulars, Jace Kemp and Dale Fletcher. Welcome, boys. Where the bloody hell have you been? Oh, I've been on holidays, well-deserved uh, holidays too, might I add. But uh, but Jace, <laughs> Jace, oh, oh, have you been have you been listening the last oh, few weeks? Little bits. You've done pieces. another MIA. You usually do. I was away for one week. <coughs> Everyone's think I've gone missing. What the hell, mate? <laughs> you. One- Seriously, you went missing for one week purely yeah. because you knew I wasn't going to be here to mm. smash you, but you got smashed. Not, <laughs> we not, probably could have gone harder. Could yeah. A lot harder. Who, who, who filled in for me? It was, it was, it was so. I don't, I don't know who did fill in for you. Oh, well, neither bloody here and nor under your listen, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> Lee Gaskin, a massive thanks to him for coming in and, and filling in your shoes. And he said they were very small shoes to fill. I know, but, uh, I know. I did actually hear a little bit of last week. I, I tell you what, Lee Gaskin, <laughs> does, does he? Actually Actually, listen to the show. Oh, yeah, he's a fan. Well, he should have thrown uh, Kempy under the bus more by saying he doesn't wear any socks either to go with the small <laughs> shoes. But come on! I tell you what, it didn't bring much. I thought I was waiting to hear "Rude of the Week" and, and nothing. If you're going to sit in this oh. chair, Lee Gaskin, oh. you've got to bring something to the oh, table. And then he goodness. starts going on about NRL and I said to her. Turn on the uh, the radio station. Gee, he's not making friends there. No. <laughs> no, he's a good man. He's a, I will say no. He did, he, did, no he did a good job last week. Oh, I must admit, it was, it was uh, good to have him back on because I haven't seen Lee for a while. So shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Lee for uh, filling in last week. Jay's backtrack Kemp <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kempy, it's nice to know mm. that uh, it's official now, Kempy. Yes, what's that? The press box is the Sam Tugwood <laughs> show, isn't it? Because <laughs> we go away and it just rolls on. It's nothing to do with us at all, does well, it? We've known this for a while, Dale. Mm. We're just fill-ins it's here. It's the Sam Tugwell <laughs> show, and anyone else that sits on this side of the fence is just There's a guest. Vests. <laughs> That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring, your, bring your own fair. vests. He's even Jason, featuring Jason's now. Hang on a second. Oh, Hang on no, a second. This is crap. He's even featuring now on the start of another podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on? Oh. Oh, it's me, it's me, yeah, yeah. and it's me again. <laughs> That's not fair. Jace, you turned up last week. You said, yep, lock it in, boys. Happy to come in Wednesday night. Can't wait. And then you get to Wednesday midday and go, hey, yeah, Sam and Jack, come, boys. <laughs> Something's come up. Oh. Can't come in. And Jack and I have gone instantly, well, what is it? Work? Question mark? Like, what, what's going on, mate? And you say, oh, what the bloody hell are you working Ooh, at night I, for? I, I was filming. Eight o'clock at night. You're I not was, at work. I was what, filming what? a story. Oh, what are you working give on? Give us a spell. Mm. What are you working on? I was working filming on? a footy story in Urbray. No, you weren't. At 8 p.m.? No, not quite 8 p.m. But oh, it was, it was, oh, it was a long so, day. So you're going to sit here and say it's the me show when really it is the you, Dale and I show. And oh, you decide yeah. not to turn up even when Dale's not here. Hey, commitment, mate. Come on. <laughs> nothing. He's got nothing. It's, 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 I'm glad to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back. 
When's a, is the logo changing? Can be. Do you, what, do what do we reckon? ST. I thought the Superman logo with an extra just a T next to it. <laughs> Bunch of flogs. <laughs> Jack, how was uh, our man last week? He was good. Um, yeah, it was a bit of panic stations because um, obviously I'm sure like Chris Scott has handled a lot of laid outs real quickly. So we we're rummaging around and landed on Lee and I thought it was a terrific show, Sam. Oh, it was a great show. One of the best episodes well, on yeah. the press box. No, honestly, honestly, you guys are just... Not if you look the stats up. places just. <laughs> <laughs> was, there any, uh, was there anyone else that you might have dialed in before uh, Gaskin or he was the go-to? He was our go-to. He was our go-to. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Oh, was, was you sure about that? Oh, what bloody midday. What, what do you mean? Oh, I just just may have there might have been another phone call. Well, who was that to to uh, someone else? And who was it? No one. Well, who was it? Huh? You're telling me that there's someone else, and you're looking at me yeah, like there yeah. was. Who or was did, it? Did you or did you not put another phone call in to another mm. reporter uh, in this town to fill in? Who? Well, be concerned if it wasn't in this town. Wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no joke. <laughs> who are you he talking fly about? Over? Andrew no? Capel. Andrew man. Capel. Yes. Did I put one into him? Um, no, I think no. You know, I think um, I actually might have. I think I, I might. Did. Have. Yes. <laughs> As a team, we 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 talked about some options. We yep. uh, AC was one of them. Yep. And uh, made sure we tried to cross up a few people that are close to the show. Lee was another one. We all sent a few messages out. I didn't send that one. So there yeah, you go. No, I sent that one, and at least he was quick and replying, unlike uh, my man to my right here, Kempy. <laughs> Jeez, you made me feel guilty there for a minute. I thought I'd forgotten I'd done something. <laughs> Got your early dementia. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, all right, now boys, now we better um, we better get on to some stuff. Well, actually, before we do, Dale, what have you what have you done in your holiday, by the way? Because you went away up to Wallaroo and things, did you? Wallaroo, Moonta, yeah, yeah. Archie beaches, uh, swimming, water slides, sensational. Lovely. Well, well done. Nice to have you back. Yeah. Um, and Jack's been filling in nicely with the parcel fast, and his uh, his shit takes and stuff have been brilliant. So, um, we'll continue that on tonight as we hand over. Now, um, we should probably get into our hot off the press because there's uh, plenty to get through today. Big story coming out, Jace. Yeah, this is a massive story, especially for a, a Port Adelaide rising star. And we're talking none other than Connor Rosie. There was some talk recently um, online that he might have done a big injury during one of the internal trials and at training. And it turns out that it's slightly true, this room, in the fact that Connor Rosie, his right foot, he's had issues with plantar fascia uh, last season. It was hampered him throughout the season. He missed a number of games because of it. And it looks like it's, it's reared its ugly head again. And he's off to Sydney tomorrow. If you're listening, that's today. Uh, off to Sydney to see a foot specialist. So this is big trouble for mm. him because it seems like they haven't figured out what's causing Well, they know what's causing it, mm. but they haven't figured out a solution. And there's only a couple of ways you can sort of cure this one. It's either it's managed or you have to have surgery on it. And they're the two pretty, pretty simple answers. Mm. So it's it's troubling news for, for him and, and for the club because they want him fit and firing. He's scored seven goals in their recent yeah. internal trial. So he's a massive factor for them going forward, you know, and, and another rotation that they can put through the midfield. And they, I seem they play better when he's in the side and when he's fit and firing. Jack was so just shaking his head before. Like he's clearly devastated. And as a portman, Jack, it's, it's, it is devastating news and hopefully they can try and, you know, figure out what's going on. I'm bloody cut. This sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. Like you said about the trial game, like you looked really good, although he played the second half, mainly up forward, um, getting, um, some Josh Jenkins style, um, handballs over the top <laughs> in the goal square. <laughs> um, yeah, nah, Bloody shame, so hopefully he can get back to his best. Yeah, well, there's, there is two options here. He can um, go go over to the specialist and probably give him the, the two options. One is manage it, manage it. So what could happen is they can map out the year 
So it's clearly an overuse injury. So it could be map out 10, 12 games where, okay, Connor, you're going to play those games and the rest uh, you'll rest and get through the season that way and uh, hopefully um, get to the finals and you're sort of fit enough uh, uh, to play through a, a final series. Or the other option is what a number of athletes have done is to uh, surgically get it cut and uh, and and get, get it repaired. So uh, you just go in, uh, get it cut, make sure um, it, it fully heals um, back, but that would be a six to ten week mm. type deal. So it probably would take him out until June, July, yeah. uh, which could be, which is pretty much the two options uh, Port Adelaide would be weighing up. Uh, do you have uh, Rosie fit and firing by June or try and manage him through the season by resting, uh, having games off here and there, knowing in the back of your mind it could snap at any time? You've gone through plantar fascia issues before, haven't you, in your life? Mm, yeah, it's, it's crippling. It's crippling. So it's sort of uh, um, like a, a ballerina's type uh, injury with uh, um, the arch of your foot. So one one day you could wake up and feel a million dollars, and then the next day you wake up and uh, you can't even walk. So uh, it's a real it's a real interesting uh, injury. And uh, you could say, you know, oh, you could say to Kenny, oh, I'm good to go, and then wake up game day and just be a no-go so uh yeah so it's a interesting uh conundrum do they bite the bullet then and just get the surgery done you know he misses you know like you said to june Mm. july unfortunately though he doesn't in that time he probably won't do much training so he doesn't have a pre-season training they probably stick him in a forward pocket for the rest of the season do they just bite the bullet though and say look this is the situation we'd rather have you back come finals time with some sort of fitness under your belt or the, or they just try and manage it, and you know, one day he's in, the next week he could be out. Uh, personally, I, I would I would go, I'd do the surgery, I'd get it done, and and yeah. be back fully fit come June June July, and uh, hopefully uh, Port Adelaide have enough wins on the board by then to be uh, physically in his peak condition uh, come September. Port Adelaide were really lucky last year when it came to injuries as well. So to think that you know they're not going to get a couple this year, it'd, it'd be silly. They're going to get a few this is one of them they'll get another couple to some key players I'm sure like every other team does so to think that the window is going to close a little bit like it, you'd be a bit naive to think that that's going to be the case because really a lot of teams suffer these sorts of things like the Crows had Brad Crouch with um, OP a little while back and that took him almost a year to get through in fact I think he missed the whole season mm. because of it and for six months they were trying to uh, heal it one way and that was like a natural organic way and that didn't quite work and then eventually they just went bugger it we're going to have to put you into the doctor's surgeon, cut you up and, and try and fix it a better way and ended up taking another six months because they, they spent too long doing a process which was you know a bit too cautious. And so it's interesting. If you just sometimes just bite the bullet, I think it's probably the better better way. And if you have him toward the back end of the year, build some form hopefully before finals and let him star when it, when it really matters. Yeah, I think that's probably the best option to take. Just get it over and done with. Hopefully he's fit and firing for the end of the season when... Port will probably need him the most um, rather than just having a half-fit sort of Connor Rosie just managed throughout the season. And it's not all doom and gloom no. either yeah. because um, the perfect replacement is Orazio Fantasia. <laughs> and right. he's there ready to go. Well he's recruited. here. He's, I'm here. I'm finally here. I've got it. I've mentioned Fantasia on another episode too. <laughs> but uh, 
it's it's not all doom and gloom like Rosie missed games mm. last year. Port still finished top. It's uh, mm. it's, I think you have like it, it'll like be fine. Zach Butters stepping up, and you've got mm. obviously Xavier Dersmer as well. You've got a few of those rising stars mm. coming through that side. So they are lucky that they have got ready-made sort of not replacements, but they're just equally as good at the moment. Mm. And the Crows and Port will play each other twice now in a row. Mini showdowns, I suppose, in the preseason, which is going to be interesting. Changed on Wednesday night. The AFL refixing the preseason schedule, so. They won't go to WA, both Port and the Crows. They're going to actually stay in SA, no uh, cross-border travel to uh, to keep ourselves safe from uh, any of those border closures. But that might even mean round one gets a little bit of a look at too. Do they start to get toward round one, look at maybe moving a few things around, keeping you know border travel as limited as possible? Do the Melbourne teams just play each other? I reckon there's a, there's a hint of of that about the AFL right now. They are seriously cautious about having to go into state if they don't have to. It'll be interesting. There'll be a uh, bit like, pretty much like uh, last season, where all the interstate teams play each other um, for the first ten or so weeks, and all the Melbourne teams play each other. But yeah. uh, I think it's just a cautious yeah. move. I, I, I wouldn't see the fixture changing anytime soon, unless uh, the Sam Dugwell rolling fixture does change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure how many coronavirus cases are in Australia today, but hardly any. Yeah. So it's just being careful for this pre-season tournament the you know these these trial games coming up but i can't see round one changing unless there's a huge change mm. um in terms of you know community transmission interstate but there hasn't been that situation if, if you look at recently you know Stephen marsh and the government you know rolled back the restrictions to to melbourne so now you don't have to you know quarantine and do a covid test i think is is the the rule now That's so yeah, you can dance as well Sam so I was just cute. about to say you can now dance at your shows now Jay so Adelaide Cup you're going to be DJ uh, Fast is back people on the dance floor <laughs> now I, I think I don't think there'll be too many changes to round one but I'm chuffed about playing the Crows twice in the preseason two wins oh. Oh. <laughs> easy does it preseason wins straight into the season away we go oh, you blokes I feel like I'm sharing the room with about three brain cells anyway um, <laughs> We should move off the footy because um, we well actually we won't move away from footy altogether. Tasmania um, and the AFL have had an interesting little war in the last uh, couple of weeks, and you guys weren't here when we talked about it briefly before the uh, AFL had their response. But Tassie have demanded that they have their own standalone team, and on Friday last week, uh, Gil McLaughlin sent a letter back to the Tassie government saying, "Yeah, you're going to have to hang on another little." couple of years or so we're going to take our sweet time to review your submission and wait till the end of this year if not start of next year before we get back to you <laughs> how much longer do we have to wait i think they're counting counting their uh, dollars and cents i think that's pretty much uh, the nuts and bolts of it um it's uh, whether it's going to be a viable option uh, long term so uh, if the tassie government can say uh we'll bankroll uh, our team and we'll bankroll it for 50 years mm. Then we'll get the we'll get the green light tomorrow. But uh, it's got to have a, a longevity about it. It can't be like a three or four year deal, and then uh, after three or four years, the uh, the team becomes uh, not very good and not well supported, and uh, the the funds dry up and uh, um, they die. So it's it's got to have a real real longevity about it, at mm. least fifty years minimum. Well, the report says that they project a membership of thirty eight thousand, and uh, and um uh, a match day attendance of 18,000. So we're not talking small numbers. This is quite a large, you know, gathering that they can pull off for their home game. So you would have thought, and you look at the recent um, expansion teams in GWS yeah. and the Gold Coast, that's more than them. Absolutely. That's probably more than them combined almost. So mm. 
there's there's the need for it. There's the want for it in Tasmania, and I'm I'm at the position now that the AFL should get a move on and see if we can get a team in next season. I don't know why they're dragging their heels anymore. It, yeah. se- it seems to me that the AFL uh, went to the Gold Coast and GW- GWS purely for participation. Yeah, to, to, to get kids playing in those areas to get to play footy, choose footy, Oz kick rather than soccer or basketball or yeah. anything anything like that. Um, so that's why they went there. They, they know in Tassie that Tassie kids are going to play footy because it's a footy state. So they don't actually need, mm. well, the AFL don't need uh, a Tasmanian team, uh, but the, obviously the Tasmanians really want their own team. So that, that's where the loggerheads come, and it's whether the AFL want to put their money into, into an area that's already footy mad. Well, they should. I yeah, I, I understand the point that Jace made about the Suns and the Giants, um, but yeah, obviously more room for growth. Um, but immediate numbers like that, you can't knock that back, surely. Mm. What thirty eight k members? Then that's probably like understating as well. Yeah. Like there'd be heaps of probably former Tasmanians that might jump on as well. Yeah. Like and Hawthorne supporters that may have still supported Hawthorne while they're living in Tasmania. And the A-League made a little bit of a move as well. Western United will be playing some games in Tasmania too. So it's good to see that Tasmania's finally becoming a bit more of a centrepiece for sport because it's been neglected for quite a while. I saw, or in fact I heard rather, one of the um, people who put together the uh, the submission to the AFL from Tasmania and they said that um, a lot of the numbers that came out of when each state, so WA when they first were given the West Coast Eagles, when South Australia were first given the Adelaide Crows, their first AFL team... Because those states had initially didn't have a team, they had memberships of other interstate teams. So they would have probably VFL teams once upon a time memberships, even though they were in another state. But then once the team landed in their state, they they transferred over. They became a West Coast or an Adelaide fan or something mm. like that, and they've instantly invested in their own state's team. So for people to th- for the AFL to think that it's not going to be the same with Tasmania, they'd be kidding themselves. <laughs> the AFL would be absolutely silly to think that the the Tassie people wouldn't get around a Tassie team just because they might be a Hawthorne or North Melbourne fan now because they play down there. Yeah, I was going to say that. You know, how many North Melbourne and Hawthorne fans are now going to change allegiances to a, a Tassie team because they it's from their home state? Of That's course, right. you would probably switch over. So, you know, they're going to get people. They're going to get the numbers that they they're forecasting. So it, it makes sense to do it. And our poll that we did over the week, 105 votes. Um, it was hilarious. The question was, does Tassie deserve a, a, a team in the AFL? No was 1%. The rest was 99% yes. I mean, it's just clear as day Jeez. that we just need to have a team. Everyone wants it. It's not. It, we're not going backwards if we do it. No, for sure. And and, and I'm all for um, Northern Territory having a team too. So make it, make it make 20. It even, Alistair yeah. Clarkson yeah. said that, yeah. yeah. So um, um, if, and if Tassie do get a team, then... I know a lot of people up that run NT footy and they would be bashing the door down more than the Tassies. They're bashing the AFL door down right now. I was going to say, you spent a lot of time in, in uh, Northern Territory. Mm. What is the fo- it, it's a football state, isn't it? What is the you know the feeling like over there? It's probably 60-40 AFL-NRL. So right. there's, mm. there's a lot of, lot of NRL fans in Darwin. But uh, if, if an AFL team was based in, in Darwin or a new team or NT Thunder uh, um, don't exist anymore. They did play mm-hmm. in in the NEFL and won, won premierships and Andrew McLeod ran around and won, won more um, medals uh, um, playing for the NT Thunder. So the NT Thunder is as an entity would uh, every, the whole of Darwin would jump on. Yeah. And and, and, and well, might be a bit biased because I've lived in the territory <laughs> but 
Well, I reckon that a Darwin team would get embraced a lot quicker than any Tasmanian team would. Well, you look at the crowds that they get up in there in the NT when they do Indigenous round and stuff. They are, they're crowds for days. Like People turn up to the AFL. It's not like we get little crowds. Like, they love it. How big of a shift would it be with the weather situation? Mm. Oh, what, yeah. what, what's, if you, you know, if we had teams going there through winter playing in Northern Territory, what would it be like? Because I know it's, it's, it's very different. Uh, in Darwin, it's uh, it's perfect if you play during the day. It's actually dry season uh, from May through to September. So in the dry season, if if they had a lot of uh, the 12-10, 12-40 type games uh, in Darwin, you probably think, oh, it's going to be stinking hot. Mm. But it's not. It's 25, 26. Beautiful. There might be mm. 60, 70% humidity, but, you know, it's perfect conditions and there's not not a chance of rain all the all the slipperiness comes when they play the games in darwin at night time because that's when it does get uh, extremely dewy and become slippery so if you play day games in darwin it's it's a big pass. But I even like the uniqueness of AFL football where you basically have so many different shaped grounds around the country, but then you also have different climates because you go on to so many different parts. If you go to Tassie, you've got cold as weather all the time. That's something you have to battle with on the field. And then if you go to north, uh, up to the Northern <laughs> Territory, Tass- it's heat. Imagine a Tasmanian yeah. team coming in and then having to go to Darwin yeah. and play. It's like when you go, to the Gabba, to, like, you go to the Gabba, it's hot all the time. They used to wear ice pack vests on the on the bench and stuff. Like, And then you come down to Tassie and... and, and Victoria and stuff it's cold games it's great it's a bit like in cricket you've got the different pitches the wacker was always mm. bouncy and cracked up you go to Sydney and it spins like it's the same with the footy take us to different climates around the country take us to different parts I love that about the game I'm with you I completely agree with that and Canberra as well it snowed a couple yeah. of years ago and then Clarko roaming weird. around <laughs> Clarko ran around no shirt that's yeah. right <laughs> nut job but um, <laughs> like that NT be great like what you said I reckon they would absolutely embrace it how what's the population in Darwin uh, so it's around 130,000, 140,000. So uh, in, in Alice Springs, it's around 25, maybe 30,000 now. So compared to Tasmania, which has, what, 500,000? So mm-hmm. there's a lot lot, uh, a lot less population, but there's a lot of, like, um, there's a lot of uh, people that move from capital cities to live in Darwin and Alice Springs like that and move for work. So I, I can see it happening, especially if, if you can draw crowds of ten, twelve thousand to to each home game, um, I can't see why it can't happen. But how many people would buy memberships? Do you reckon? Uh, the NT Thunder had had a lot of support. Mm-hmm. They had a real lot of support because it's it's a one team type deal. So it's probably totally the opposite to um, Tasmania, where there's the north and south divide. Like um, yeah. the Alice Springs people will buy NT Thunder memberships and Darwin people would buy NT Thunder memberships and they'll mm. em- embrace them. So um, uh, the, the only time they'll argue is, uh, oh, you've got more home games than we have. So mm. um, that's probably where the only argument would come from. But oh, uh, I find that interesting common well, sense. The Tasmanian argument mm. too, where they say, well, you, oh, we don't know which place to put it. it. Like the NBL team, they've just plonked at someone going, this is your home court in Derwent. So like, let's not let's not fluff around. Just put tell them where you're going to be, and the fans will get around it. They'll suck it up. They'll travel a bit. It's not like they've got far to go. Like it's a, it's a pretty small state. Like I, I just find that hilarious that they continue so, to say, oh, the people of the south won't like it if it's in the north and etc. I don't, I find that silly. It's a pretty intense sort of rivalry though. I isn't get it. it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But if the AFL, but if the yeah. AFL just say this is where it's going to be, and Tassie no, has their no, own I think, team, I think Tasmania has to decide that they have to come to an agreement because it, mm. it's oh, good luck it's with the, that. Yeah, well, they, well, they have to if they want to be part of this national competition. 
They have to be one state. The there's, not gonna be no, there's not going to be no rivalries anymore. Launceston That's right. and Hobart have to come to some sort of peace treaty. Oh, they'll be, they'll be <laughs> uniting if they have Tassie's crest on the front of a Green Guernsey one day. If they get their own team, they have to. They will unite. You'll force them to. But it's just if the government make a call on where they're going to put the money into a new stadium or something like whatever it is, just tell them what's going to happen. The people will just get around it. But the sort of that's like this may be a bit of a stretch to ask, but say like when the crows would come in, like oh this is this is the South Australian team. Yeah. That that's pretty much the South Australian team. I understand a lot of people didn't jump on. No, that's true. If I was alive then, I'd have been no. like, yeah, pff, see you later. <laughs> now the, uh, the there was a lot of bandwagon supporters when the when the crows come in, um, but uh, and then um, luckily for for the crows, they were. Um, relatively good early and uh some of those fans that were you know 50 50 uh um um stuck around and then mm. uh, obviously the success came what a cu- couple of years yet, uh, later so uh yeah the, the the whatever club comes in if it's tassie nt wherever they got to be good from the get go yeah. you can't you can't cop two seasons worth of 150 point buildings and expect uh, longevity or, or the ability to survive. Do you think they'd wipe them after that, would they? <laughs> they brought them in, they did all that work, get belted for a couple of seasons and go, oh, no, this isn't for us, we'll get rid of you. Well, I think, that, that. I think that's why the AFL are, are, um, are cautious because, you know, Gold Coast weren't good mm. for a long time and GWS weren't good for, I know they're good now and competitive now, but they can't afford to bring in a whole new club and let them yeah. just sit at the bottom of the ladder for three years. But I think it's a different sort of situation from, say, when Port and Fremantle came in. As those state leagues were a lot stronger. They were very strong. They were much stronger than what it is now. Regardless of who comes in, they're going to get smashed for a couple of years while the kids that come up develop. Like they're going to, they, they'll have to recruit similarly to what the Giants did. The Giants did it smarter than the Suns, and that's a whole different argument because mm. they brought in the experience, yeah. filtered into coaching, rah, rah, rah. That's what's going to happen. They're going to get belted. People are still going to be happy that there is a Tassie team or an NT team. Mm. But as much as I understand that, you've got to, got to live through the tough years to get the success. That's what I feel. I think if they, if they did come in, the AFL would say, okay, there's two players from each club. You, you can you can raid, you can go, and you'll just have sort to like go the, because they'll yeah, have to I be see. good. Fast, like the Gary Ablett sort of situation. Indeed, where, yeah. indeed. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Indeed, it would be very fascinating. Uh, well, that's only going to continue to play out. We've got a review that's going to take until the end of the year, at least, before we find out more from the AFL. So, yeah, we'll have fun following that throughout the year, and uh, I'm sure the Tassie people will continue to get a little bit more angrier and angrier. Hey, um, one thing that happened in the media is we shift away from footy uh, in the last uh, week or so, and while you've been away, Dale, and probably something that impacts you more than uh, any more of us here is that Facebook took down. Uh, news services from their website. So if you want to find the advertiser or 10 News First or 5AA on uh, on Facebook, you're not going to find them. Then they're not going to be able to post up things in your feed. So it's been an interesting week for our news. But however, um, we've seemed to have landed on a solution. And I think by the end of this week, we're going to see all those pages back up and running. So your news will be back in your feed. But Dale, the, the advertiser in particular, you guys mm. sort of get a lot of uh, your news through Facebook and people find a lot of your news through Facebook. I'd love to hear your thoughts as to what's happened over there in the building at the Tizer. Yeah, well, was the focus for um, um, to, to get to the news out to, to the audience. So, you know, if uh, uh, someone who doesn't subscribe uh, to, to the advertiser and uh, get their paper delivered or have an online subscription, but if they've just clicked like on the, you know, on your, on yeah. your Facebook page, you, you still get the, 
you know, the, the, the news where, you know, you click the link and it's like, you know, there's a few clicks and then it's like, oh, no, you got to pay now. Um, but, but it's still there. It's still uh, um, to, you know, to invite new people to, to us. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a big, uh, it was a big shock uh, to, um, to get the, that news on, uh, I forget what day it was. I don't know. I was, I was, I was on holidays. I don't know what day it was. <laughs> yeah. It all ended in a Y. Every day ended in a Y when I'm ho- on holidays. But um, I can definitely see um, it have a massive impact. And I think Hutto is probably the best one to talk about because the inner sanctum got savaged. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, not fun. Um, yeah, obviously, like being a young sort of organization with the sanctum, sort of a lot of our audience comes from Facebook. So to have that. It was quite tough, but fortunately, unlike some of the um, big guys where I think they all lost the ability to post, um, we actually had some loopholes. We yeah. actually managed to find some loopholes, which was pretty good. But yeah, like the numbers, they did cop a little bit of a smacking, which is a problem, but like something really unavoidable for something as young as the Sanctum is. It's it's tough because a lot of people go to, especially the modern age person, they will go to their news feed in, on Facebook to look for news and for mm. what's happening during the day. I'll find myself waking up in the morning and going, well, let's have a look at what's happening in the world. And you'll just mm. scroll for two minutes and you found a couple of top stories that are quite popular on that day and that people are talking about. And that's what that's what instantly comes up. I'll see a, a post from Channel 10 with, you know, a, a you know a broken tree on the road somewhere and, um, you know, there's a story being done. And then there's, um, you know, a crow story coming from the ties that someone's written. And, and, you know, that sort of stuff is just so important for people to know. And yet you just can't find that. But it's crazy. Did, did Channel 10 have any impact from that? Uh, I, I, well, they would have, yeah. It, I wasn't uh, across it because I was probably doing my own, you know, off doing the stories and stuff. But absolutely, yeah. everyone, you know, feels this sort of thing from right, not only Channel 10, but 7, 9, ABC. We've all felt it. And then the, the problem is, is people, this is their job and they would have to be the same the advertiser. Their mm. job is digital content. So there's people that literally are the ones posting this. It's their job to go online and post to Facebook, to Twitter, mm. to, you know, to our online stories, you know, and they're the ones that are going to suffer the most because of this, because mm. it's literally their positions are on the line right now. So... I think there's a deal being struck at the moment where they've some come to some sort of agreement with the government and, and, and Facebook and the rest of them. So, fingers crossed it all sort of gets uh, worked out. But also, I feel sorry for some of the other, you know, uh, companies that have copped it as well that have nothing to do with news. I think mm. I saw one about an animal rights group. That, <laughs> oh, really? That, what about yeah, all, the, yeah. all the government organisations? Only, 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 footy yeah. Club, only Footy Club couldn't post anymore. Really? Yeah, they were caught up in it. <laughs> But it's nice to know, Hutto, that the Inner Sanctum is a true news source. Yeah, that was a bit of an ego boost. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also quite funny, Zuckerberg, if you're listening. I know he listens. He listens every week, uh, Zuckerberg, or whatever his name is. Um, uh, That you still call it a news feed Mm. without any bloody news. (laughs) It's ironic, isn't it? So just... It's just the feed, is it now? Come on, mate. Five double A. We uh, we had a bit of fun because we have a live stream on our breakfast show. Oh, this is and, quality. And we usually put it up on on Facebook on our Facebook page, and so people can get the notification every morning. Facebook Live on Five Double A. Click on it, and you can watch the Brecky Show. And what we've done instead is we went bugger it. Um, we've lost our page. Well, let's start a new one. So we went pirate. 
and we made a fake page called uh, Not Five Double A. <laughs> put the boys' logo up on the on the thing and uh, put little moustaches on them just for the the sake of the activity. And then we'd post a and we put ourselves up as a gift shop, gift not shop. as a news media <laughs> page. And so they'd never find us because we're now a gift shop. And I think uh, we might have gotten a little bit of trouble as a station for it, <laughs> but nonetheless, it was fun for the day. <laughs> All you had to do, Tuggers, was do what you did last year: just put it on your own page. Just put the live stream on your own page. <laughs> That's all you had to do. Ah, uh, very, very funny. Very funny. Cornsy no. live with Tuggers on Tuggers' Facebook page. God, you walked, in, you walked into that one, didn't you? <laughs> uh, honestly, I was stitched up by someone else on the day. I was panelling. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's get into Root of the Week. Oh, Root of the Week's back. Finally, it's back. I know you've been waiting a long time, and boy, do we have a cracker for this one or two, because... Uh, we don't always um, get around violence here. In, in actual fact, we hate any sort of sporting violence. But this story is so captivating that I, I had to tell it. <laughs> on, we, we never like violence, but on yeah, this occasion. I know, I know. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, we don't condone any of this. But it's such a good story. I told Tuggers before when we had a bit of a meeting before. We don't really have a meeting before no. this show. We, have a, we talk for a couple of minutes and we say, save it, save yeah, it. And then we on. walk in the studio. <laughs> But he was, he was in stitches after this one. But anyway, there was a great cricket match where it was played between um, Salisbury North and the Grand Masters. Now, oh, traditional rivals. Exactly. Now, <laughs> the Grand Masters? Now, whenever, whenever I think of Grand Masters, I think of Mr. Miyagi. Waxed on, waxed off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Kempi son. <laughs> no, no wonder it ended in a fight. No, I, no, I can't believe this actually happened. But a couple of weekends ago, a player acting as an umpire, was sent to hospital with a broken nose and banned for the rest of the season after sparking an all-in brawl. Yes. Now, my question to you blokes is what kind of umpiring decisions was he making that not only got him banned, but also sparked a melee where he copped a broken nose? I'm going to imagine it's the same umpire that umpired the prelim this year. <laughs> Surely, that's surely there's a cricket bat to the face. It has yeah, to be. Absolutely. Oh, it has to gee be. Whiz. But it also it has to be. There was a couple of other uh, players banned as well for a couple of matches, so it must have been a big thing. <laughs> Who was that player that took a cricket bat? He was having a swing at Dennis Lilly. Javid Mandad. That's the one. Yeah, Javid Mandad. That was fun. That's so, probably so, exactly what happened. So, so hang on. So have what? No DRS in turf. This is great cricket, mate. But they, they have beers after they, you know, they finish their innings. So BRS. <laughs> so if if you're a part of this cricket match, we'll put it out there through our Twitter sphere. If, oh, if they're out, wow. part of this cricket match, if you knew what happened between the Masters and, and Salisbury North a couple of weeks ago, all in brawl with an umpire, yeah. please let us know. We'd love to hear your story. Well done. All right. Well, thankfully, thankfully it's not the end of Root of the Week. Do they have like a hot spot on the bloke on someone's fist to work out who belted him? Fair, yeah. It's a real, real punchy one there, Jace, wasn't it? Real punchy. Oh, oh well. Well, we've actually, it's great because we haven't just got one Root of the Week this week. We've actually got another one. Dale was telling us in the in the room before we came to the studio, he was saying, look, I've got a bone to pick with somebody. Oh, here we go. And, and I want to hear all about it. So please, oh. just just slide this one in. Oh, okay. So uh, a few weeks ago, it was a beautiful uh, film launch of... Uh, so is it This Is Port Adelaide? It's called This Is Port Adelaide? I Hutto? believe so. I believe so. Have you seen it? No, not yet, because I wasn't allowed because it was the Mrs. Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Did not work. Did not go down well. You should have uh, killed two birds with one stone. Come on, love. Yeah. Look, look, look I'm treating you to this, uh, this good movie. I, I, I literally sold. I said, 
love, we're going to go out. We're going to go to the movies. All right, what we've seen. This is Port Adelaide. You can go and get stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought she was a true fan. <laughs> um, but uh, it had... Uh, um, the, was launched uh, at uh, beautiful Odeon Cinema in Semaphore. Yeah. It's something I grew up with as a kid. It was a sensational place. And uh, Tuggers and I have, uh, uh, we've spoken to this numerous times, have uh, released a documentary mm-hmm. about West Adelaide uh, Basketball What's Club. it called? 21 years in yes. the making. Yes. Yep. Um, Still just, available to buy, actually. Yes. Four years on. <laughs> yeah. Just, just go to an Austral Sports Media page. I, I, don't, I don't think up. Zuckerberg shut us down yet. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Tuggers probably didn't know the password. No, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it had an uncanny... This this is Port Adelaide launch had an uncanny feeling about it. What, why is it similar? And it dawned on me. The Tuggers and my documentary was going to be launched in exactly the same way <laughs> at Odeon Cinema with uh, club legends there. You could you could go and buy the film there. Merch. You could get the T-shirts and the hats that I made a few of because, yep. of, you know, we had it all ticked off. There's a... Tuggers has got a T-shirt. I've got a T-shirt, you know, but... Uh, there's evidence there's T-shirts. With there's it. We evidence. took a photo with You've John got... Casey. It's on our socials. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And... Uh, it was all ticked off. I went to Odeon Cinema. I had uh, yeah. Tuggers had to change the file type of the yep. film so it could get Fits on the the, screen. the 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 real <laughs> the movie. Yep, yep. I, I, Cinema screen. I don't know that. I say, did you just got to change it, mate? Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm no Steve Jobs. Or I, I don't know what the file <laughs> name was. Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the expert. Or Bill, in, or, or Bill Gates or whoever yeah, it is. The expert in cinema. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for Steven Spielberg. Spielberg or whatever. <laughs> but. Uh, and it all, it all got ticked off. It was ready to go, and then uh, all of a sudden, the the we got word that it was like all the club. Um, it was the coach didn't want the film to get launched yes. because it was going to be too me me me. Yeah, the other teams were going to take the the Mickey out of them on yeah. court, saying, yeah. "Hey, look at you guys getting around yourselves oh, in your own cinema no, launch of your own documentary." No. Of a, but it was actually a yeah. documentary about a championship. This this is about. Just a football club that has a lot more enemies than uh, this uh, than West Adelaide Bearcats, and I was like, "Oh, gee whiz, that's that uh, flat me out." You feel like someone stole. Hang your on a idea. second. Yeah, hang on a second. Me. What you're saying is, is the Port Adelaide Football Club <laughs> may have stolen? may have stolen Tuggers and my idea. <laughs> it just may have. Now we've had a guest from this football club on our show before. That he runs the media department there that oh, would have had a say in there. So you <laughs> saying that this person might be involved. May or may not have known about our idea. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Daniel Norton, if no. you're listening. <laughs> Daniel Norton, if you're listening to this, we want some clarity right now because our man is basically saying that you might have plucked his idea. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And, and I'm, I'm fine with it because it's a sensational idea. Mm. But the, the one thing, <laughs> the one thing that it's flattened me out yes. about the whole thing yes. is I know I got very good authority that Sam Tugwell was in the bloody Port Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, You're in it. My partner um, got a text from a friend on the day of the premiere and she said, my friend just said, that she thinks you're in the port documentary. <laughs> I said, "What? Gee, it's tainting the film with my head, isn't it? Jeez, that's a. There's enough more evidence. More so, uh, evidence. Nords, if you could do anything, Nords, if you could do anything, was get rid of me. <laughs> Don't put me in the bloody thing. Four and zero. Oh. 
Four and out. Four Port fans in here. Zero Crows fans. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. 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 Port Adelaide. Absolutely, absolutely flattened me out. No, that did. That and, is a uh, disgrace. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, no, sensational idea. But uh, should have happened about or oh, about four years ago. Oh my goodness. All right. Is it? Do, what do we want to do first? Pass or fast or how does shit takes? No, I'm, I'm all for a shit take. All right. Yeah. Shit takes it is. What are we going to do uh, first up? All right. So. First up... Actually, I'll look at the board. There's only one. Hey, I, I've got, that's because Tuggers loves the element of surprise. I do like it. Fanta sucks. Fanta is a terrible soft drink. Oh, oh my goodness. Hang on, so hang, on hang, on <laughs> hang on a second. Hang on a second. Oh. Hang on a second. You gotta, you just gotta, re- hang on, hang just on, hang repeat on, hang that one. I've got my phone rolling now. Hang on. <laughs> Go right now. Oh. Fanta sucks. Oh. It's a terrible oh. soft drink. Matty Burgess, Dear this one's going straight man. to you. Oh. Best team men podcast will wrap this up. Fanta sucks. It is a terrible Shots soft fired. drink. Shots fired. That's wow. all I want to say. I See, would rather every other soft drink before Fanta. Wow. Everyone. Pretty much everyone. Even big Zars. <laughs> Don't you dare mock Zars. <laughs> Sarsaparilla? Sarsaparilla is top quality. Oh, jeez. Sarsaparilla is sensational. What about Tab? Tab's not bad. Tab's not bad. <laughs> tab. What about Tab? What? <laughs> so, Kempy's so ears pricked up then. <laughs> no, I've, I've no I said Tab, not sports, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I've been public with this. I like Fanta. Fanta is good. Disgrace. You're a disgrace. I know. <laughs> <laughs> shit take. Yeah, well, all right. Where do you boys stand? Yeah, I'm Come a shit on. take. Oh, I like yeah, Fanta. Shit take. Shit take of the year. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Wow. Fanta, sensational. Terrible. Especially with a bit of something else. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, okay. Average. <laughs> very, very, very average. Hang on. Fanta or Sunkissed? Sunkissed. It's the same thing. No, Sunkiss is it's a not. bloody thing. No, it's not. not. No, it is, it is. Are you, are you so Sprite and Seven Up's the same. No, Seven Up is that's terrific. a completely different drink. Seven it's like it's saying both Sprite, lemonade. No, it's mate. like saying Schweppes lemonade and Sprite are different. They that's are different. not. It is. No, yeah. they're not. The label's different. It's the same bloody You're drink. You're telling me Schweppes lemonade and Sprite are oh, the same thing. Give us a spell. They are the that, same thing. That's worse than a fan call. That is horrific. <laughs> nah. It's what lemonade. What's, this lemonade? What's, it, what's next? Sunkiss and Fanta. What's, what's ne- the bloody difference? It's an orange fizzy drink. What's next? Pepsi and Coke, Coke are the same. Oh, yeah. Far out. You blokes are kidding yourselves. Schweppes Cola. That's where it's at. None of this Coke, none of this Coke rubbish. H- home brand cola. Yeah. Terrific. Liter cola. All right. Sour cream also sucks. Sour cream's all right. Yeah, sour cream's good. Shit that's take. Right. Yeah, shit <laughs> take. Sour cream's horrible. As, as, as someone who's nearly 40, sour cream is the creme de la creme. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's right that. up there with beetroot and olives. It's sensational. Yeah. Okay. Horrible oh. take. Horrible. All right. Another thing that sucks, sweet potato. Absolute fraud of a vegetable. Ooh. Sweet, and sweet potato chips suck downright. They are oh, horrible okay. things. They are horrible. I'm 50 50 on sweet potato chips with you there. I don't know if I like them or hate them, but they're, they're a bit funny. I'm a bit 50 50. I've read, now don't quote me on this, but I'm going to say it. Oh dear. Sweet potato <laughs> chips are actually worse than actually eating hot chips. Apparently, there's more calories in they sweet say potato chips. Wow. Mm. They've you'd, always you'd, said you'd the opposite. Th- yeah, they, you'd think it'd be opposite, but yeah. apparently I could be 100% wrong here. You could be. I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think, I heard that the, yeah, the sweet potato is actually healthier than normal potato. Yeah, that's what they that's, say. That's what I've heard. Because, Well, because when, when I was living in Port Lincoln, I was trying to get really fit. 
And I started. I, How about just doing like, chips, ha- mate? Yeah, yeah, my hand. No, 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 we're talking. Are we talking about like mashed potatoes as well? Is that oh included? yeah, well I suppose. Oh, so, mashed so, sweet potato sucks. That is horrible. Anything but, sweet potato. But anyway, so we we would buy my housemate and I would buy sweet potato instead of normal potatoes because I was trying to get. So you're telling me the whole time I was so doing on. it wrong. Hang on, did it work? Did, did it work? You, how did it go? Well, well yeah, it went alright. Yeah, okay. Yeah, alright, okay. Svelte, Ken. Uh, maybe just buy a pumpkin instead, mate. <laughs> it tastes the same, looks the same. <laughs> exactly. It's just fraud vegetable. Doesn't matter if it's a potato pumpkin. Pumpkins are right. Pumpkins are right. Pumpkins are right. Pumpkins well, at least you like something. Orange smashed sweet potato. <laughs> fanner. Orange Skittles are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll save the best one for last. Oh, I was only the last one. Yeah. No, I'm only just getting fired up. <laughs> we got past the fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 your <laughs> segment, which takes that long. <laughs> Order of a favourites box. Right. Number one, crunchy. Crunchy's number one. No. Best? Okay. No. Dream second? No. Caramello third? No. Jeez, Dream's just got... Jeez, no, you know what? That's pretty good. That's all right. Say it again. That's all right. Crunchy. Crunchy, Dream, Caramello. What what else is in favourites? Boost is fourth. Boost is fourth. Boost? Yeah, Boost are good. Yeah. I love Boost. Yeah, Boost are great. Plain Dairy Milk. That's fifth. Oh, that's last. What? Plain what? chocolate? Nah, I'm not, plain chocolate's boring. I'm, not, I'm not one of them. Jesus, man. Flake. Flake's next. Six. No. Turkish Delight, seven. Oh, no, it's last. Nah. No, no, it's not. You're, what's last then? <laughs> You'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Morrow, the fraudulent Mars. Oh! That, that's after that. Morrow, <laughs> Morrow is number one. Morrow, Morrow is good. Number no, yes. one. Morrow Poor is man's Mars bar. Mars can ship off. It's Morrow all day. <laughs> right. That, so, there is a giant daylight between the next three. Cherry Ripe, Picnic, Old Gold can all get in the bin. Oh, oh Picnic. I'm, I'm a fan of good. Who the hell likes Turkey, Picnics? Who likes Turkish Delight? No, I like Turkish that? Delight. Turkish yeah. Delight's oh, alright. No, good. <laughs> this is... That, that, that's a shit <laughs> Actually, no. That's not well, a shit take. That's shit ass. Yeah, the whole thing is... Because there's so many things to rearrange. Mm. It's, it's, it's Morrow... It's your plain chocolate. Oh, you're it's an your, old man. It's your, pi- it's your picnic, and then it's your old gold, and the rest can ship off. You are such a dad. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. old man that's stuff. Li- that's literally delegate and the shit yeah. chocolates to and, dad. And then the cherry ripes and the tu- uh, cherry ripes and the Turkish delights. I p- you pick them out, and put them in a bowl, and I give them to my mum, and no, she loves them. No, give them to me. I'm, I'm happy with that. Cherry ripes. Oh no, are not cherry ripes. So no, cherry ripes suck. Ripes, and dark bad. chocolate is overall. Horrible, horrible stuff. I no. agree with that. Great take. No, Great yeah. take. No, Dark no, chocolate no, can get in the no. bin. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, speaking of chocolate, yeah. so they, they've... <laughs> the, 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 the time... This is a sports podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this was a sports podcast. <laughs> Hutto's taken over. <laughs> the, the timeouts, you can't get timeouts anymore. What? What do you mean? The, the chocolate bar. They've finished them up. But they've put in wafers into the twirls. And called tw- called them twelves with a wafer. It's a bloody timeout, mate. Oh, really? Look, I can live with that. That's oh, a, I didn't know that. That shit ass. Twelves yeah. are meant to be like a flake. What? Yeah, but now it's like pl- a flake with just chocolate around it. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. That Flake, is weird. Flakes are a messy disaster. Oh, the, the they only, are good. The, the only thing is, I'll, I'll finish up this in the favourites box. Mm. When you buy it, mm. you put it in the freezer. Oh, yes. no, yes. we're not doing yes, this again. Dad. Yes, <laughs> we're not doing this again. Yes, Fletch. Yes. <laughs> Early fast. Pass or fast time. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. It's farcical. 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 It's a farce. It ends farcically. The rook rules are a farce. Farce, farce, farce. What a farce. Farcical goal. That sounds farcical. 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 It's a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. 
Welcome back, Dale Fletcher. It's your segment. Yeah, I'm just uh, finishing my morrow because I'm just getting fired up. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to put it out there straight away. Steve Hawking, pass or fast? Fast of the year. Fast of the year. Get rid of him. Absolute flog. <laughs> Did anyone see the vision of the uh, Essendon... Uh, Andrew, Andrew Capel's Essendon Bombers are uh, trying to play against each other and getting 250-metre penalties <laughs> for basically farting on the mark. Well, I did uh, tweet yesterday and a lot of people were very angry. <laughs> My phone was um, quite frustrating for a few hours. Um, yes, about 800 people disagreed with that. Um, yeah, Steve Hocking needs to go. Get rid of him. He's just trying to bring a paycheck and bring in shit rules. He... he <laughs> Steve Hawking shit takes. That's what that's what it is. Just crap. Bang. Get rid of him. Farce. Nah, this new rule's a farce. I mean, I think I think we spoke about it a few weeks back when it sort of first came and we were introducing it. And I said, I, I can understand why they're trying to do it. They want to speed the game up. It's a simple instruction. Just stand on the mark. But I think the more you see it in action and the more you just start to understand, a footballer is going to move instinctively. He's going to instinctively want to move on, roll on to, the, to get into fence and let a player from the other end of the ground take the mark. There's things like that are just totally natural for a footballer. And once you see it in action, you start to go, you know what, bugger this. We don't need this in our game. But fast. The bloke played on. He played on. Like, exactly. He did. The umpire's he did, watching he? the bloke on the mark. Yeah, he's hard. moved around and he's basically played on. He's like, nah, <laughs> I haven't got eyes in every... I feel sorry for the umpires. Yeah. I was going to say that. And that was exactly what I was going to say. The umpires are going to need security guards because if they pay that rule, <laughs> there is just going to be absolute chaos between all the fans supporting it. And there's going to be, you know, and we'd hate to say it, but I feel for them. We've made the game so complicated for it to be adjudicated now you know, how, how do they get... How, no one would want to be an umpire in their right mind. No. It's just that hard. And this new rule just throws another spanner into the works. I think all the umpires should band together and say, no, Steve, we're not doing it. We're not we paying it. We're not paying one. <laughs> Reunion. Surely. I got State one, of the game. I've got one thing to Fast. say on that, though. At the same time, playing devil's advocate, you're looking at one incident in two trial games that we've seen officiated so far. We saw Essendon and... Uh, oh, sorry, Hawthorne and the Western Bulldogs play. Not one call was made on that during the whole four quarters of that game. And this Essendon internal trial, only this was called once. And it was on camera, so everyone's seen it a million times. It's happened once. So it's not going to happen all the time. Players clearly did heed to the rule during those games well enough that the umpires didn't have to call it. So we're picking out one instance. I'll counter that. That one instance could be in a grand final that costs a team a premiership. Absolutely it would. But that's back on the player, isn't it? Don't cost your team... No, look, I said it was a farce. I don't agree with it. But I'm just saying, in two games, clearly the players are picking it up. So, so what do you have to do on the mark? You can't move laterally move. on the mark. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. But I'm just saying the my, players My argument is it. that coaches will find a way around it. So if you're on the mark, you can't, you can't move laterally, yeah. right? So if you go back a step off the mark, you can move laterally, can't you? Well, is it stuck <laughs> in mud? They're just saying well, stand you know, yeah, still. stuck in mud. No, so you can't move. You can't do that. Yeah, can't move so at all. You can't move backwards. They say, they say stand still, and if you move, you're out. Like, you're 50 metres. <laughs> 50 metre penalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fast. It is a real fast. Steve Hawking needs Comp- to Go to Super Netball, Steve Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> That's an obstruction. <laughs> Fair dink. Fast. No, he's straight in. He's straight in. I will get the trophy if I had a trophy. I'd engrave it right now. <laughs> All right, uh, next one. Uh, during the Australian Open, uh, after Novak Djokovic won his ninth uh, title here at Melbourne Park, there was booze during 
the presentation ceremony. It's been a time of deep loss and extraordinary sacrifice for everyone. And with vaccinations on the way, rolling out in many countries around the world, it's now a time for optimism and hope for the future. That's a lot of booing. <laughs> so, uh... Melbourne Park crowd uh, booing, uh, pass or fast? Booing optimism into the future. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's yeah. just stupid, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yuck behaviour by a crowd who clearly aren't smart enough to understand that this is a good thing. Fast. I'm a big advocate for booing. Booing belongs in sport. Booing doesn't belong in that. That's ridiculous. That's a good call. Yeah, fast. I agree with you, blokes. Fast, but if they were booing during Novak Djokovic's speech, it would have been a pass. <laughs> no one likes Stocker, do they? <laughs> Not when you're Team Kyrgios. When you're Team Kyrgios, <laughs> Novak can ship off. Yeah, you've taken a side, haven't you? Team Kyrgios. Amen. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, this week, uh, Adelaide University Sports Club have uh, taken uh, the Blacks away as their nickname. So, uh, Adelaide Uni uh, making a, a change to their nickname, pass or fast. Our own Val Miliacho on the Inner Sanctum broke it five months ago. He did. So I'm did he? Just, that long yeah, ago? I'm going to yeah. yeah, big right. note the Inner Sanctum here. <laughs> no, do it. Um, massive farce. Just, what? it's a colour. It's a damn colour. It's not even a colour, it's a shade. It's a shade, yeah. then. Fast. No, the uh, what? So the the reds are uh, Prince Alfred. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the blues, St Peter's, I think they used to be anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, back in these old footy comps when their Guernseys were pretty much plain coloured. So Adelaide Uni came into the comp and they were the blacks because they had a black Guernsey. It's purely a colour. And I think Bix said it really well the other day. If we have to remove the black name from everything in the world because it's apparently associated with, um, you know, uh, the skin colours and racial vilification all those sorts of things. I mean, you might as well take the word black out of the dictionary because it's not worth using anymore because mm-hmm. we have to take it away from a footy team because the colour of their Guernsey is black and the people that play who are of, of, of a black skin um, aren't worried about it, then we're just, we're just being super politically incorrect. Yeah, and the crazy thing is Adelaide University, the blacks have been around for so many years. They've been around for over 100 years and, and in that time they've had indigenous many indigenous players play in that Guernsey. So I, I feel for them. I feel for them, you know, that they've, they they feel the need that they have to get rid of blacks in their name and, and the situation, you know, it's 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 an interesting time. How, how do you how do you put it? Where do you sort of stand? Oh, fast. <laughs> Just get over it. Like, it's, it's a nickname. It's not, it's not, not, you know, racially vilifying anyone. It's yeah. just a name. It's just... But what the union Seriously. have done, though, is which is interesting, is they said they're not forcing it upon... Like, their, their overarching sporting program was sort of nicknamed the Blacks, and they've decided to call it Adelaide Uni Sport. So they've removed the Black nickname from their overarching sporting program. But the teams themselves, if you still want to be called the Blacks, you can... Because they're their own entity. Mm. Like, the Adelaide Uni cricket team, the Adelaide Uni hockey team, the Adelaide Uni footy team, they're all their own entities. So if they want to stay as the Blacks, they can which is at least a good... I think it's a good middle ground, but still, the fact that they've brought this to the forefront, I, I just find it silly. I'm still get half-assed, as far as I'm concerned. That's just ridiculous. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to make this big grand statement, yeah, but, but you don't have to. nothing's going to happen. Mm. Fast. Adelaide Uni, fast. Fast. Now, Jace, you'd know that surely Blacks is in the team song. Is it in the It is. It is. The it, it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, have a listen. So open up those gates up here Cause we'll win some flags 
hate that song because <laughs> because I played for Teacher Gully and I played against uh, <laughs> Adelaide so, so many times. <laughs> so I don't think they're going to be changing the song. Yeah, you're going to put sport in the song? Is no, a... you're not doing that. Jesus. Yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Rightio, uh, next one. Uh, Hutto was all over this because he would have watched it. Uh, Adelaide United last uh, week uh, beat Central Coast 3-2. Uh, but uh, there was a bit of controversy with uh, some penalties handed out. So the VAR decision makers... Last week at Highmar Stadium, pass or farce? One was a penalty. The other two, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm just... I hate VAR. Farce. Vars. Vars. <laughs> Crap. It's a pass. What? Oh. It's a pass. The VAR actually worked beautifully. It, it picked out the exact incidents that happened. It slowed them down for the, the official to see. It was the official that got them wrong. They, they clearly weren't penalties but it was the official that made the wrong call he had the vision in front of him but still made the wrong call so it's a, it, the fast from the referee not, not from the var but the var is technically the video assistant referee so that makes it him he is the var but he had the final say the referee had the final say on the field yeah the referee's an idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so the ref's the fast the ref's the fast bars are fast all fast i just want to say varsicle <laughs> There's any reason why it's in there. I didn't mean to pinch a punchline. Fast, <laughs> <laughs> fast, fast. Ship off bar. Right. Uh, next one. Uh, the MCC uh, has come out. And apparently, uh, they want to outlaw bouncers to tail enders. So, banning chin music. <laughs> <laughs> Pass or farce? This is a massive farce. Like... Cricket fans just love to see a little bit of intimidation at the end of an innings. Just, you've seen a team hit you for 450. You're feeling like you've had a long day and a half in the field. And then all of a sudden, a couple of bowlers walk out and you go, this is finally our time mm. to just sort of ruffle them up, get ourselves a little bit of momentum back and just sort of get the crowd involved. And if you can't bowl a short ball at a tail ender who isn't any good at batting, it's, that's his fault for not being any good. Bad luck, son. Fast. No, massive pass, putting my Steve Hocking hat on. We want to see more runs. <laughs> <laughs> no, fast, absolute fast. Yeah, it ruins the game of cricket. You want to see, you know, you, you want to see those 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 bounces happen. You know, I want to see this at the end. The, 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 the tail order is, they're not batsmen, they're bowlers. Yeah. And I want to see them, you know, suffering for what they've put other bowlers yeah, through, other batsmen suffer. through. <laughs> you know, and it's part of the game. It's yeah. part of the game. So it's a massive fast. Huge fast. Yeah. And actually, bowling bounces to tail enders is actually... Wasting your time. If you, you just is, pitch it on the stumps, yeah. they'll get out. That's so true. <laughs> just pitch it up. York them. They, can, they can't, hit the, can't hit it off the square. Just York them and move on. But yeah. It's already a batsman's game anyway. Mm. Few, few, few bounces. Give the bowler something. Gee, they've spoken like a true bowler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very correct. No, fast. MCC fast. Uh, Rightio. Uh, next one. Uh, the Crows released their Sandful jumper for 2021. It's a nice little red looking thing. So, a red looking thing. Oh, Excuse me. It's a thing. It's a jumper, you know. It's a franchise. It's no history about it. But, um, <laughs> the Crow Sandful jumper. Pass or fast? 
so you're all port flogs in here. You're all going to sit here and have a crack. But I reckon, I reckon it looks great. It goes back to the sort of early 2000s look where they used to have the red on the top, primary color, and then you have the rest of the hoops around it. And they used to have that big um, navy blue crow in the middle. This one's just the stripes without the crow. So I think it's fantastic. A big dominant red Guernsey. Um, I'm assuming it's their main Guernsey for the year. I don't know if they've got the white one still. It didn't look like they sort of presented that as one of the options for 2021. So it might be a brand new look for the sample crows this year. I'm very glad that Tuggers unveiled the only bit of crows um, history. It's in uh, history oh, in the middle of the geez. 2000s. <laughs> That's it. No, oh, th- right. this Guernsey is actually really nice. I actually rate it. Pass. Great. Yes, pass. Oh, oh, Chase is giving us the tiniest pass. No, it's a pass. I, I, I like it. I, I, I think it's a great game. It's probably one of the best ones they've uh, released. And I like the red. I think I, I think they should have never shied away from the red. It's it's it looks fantastic on them. And I I like I said back in the two thousands when they. Used to wear it. Yeah, I'm not sure why they decided to move away from it, but I'm glad it's back, and I can't wait to see that up against the prison bars in a showdown. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sample showdown. It's a it's a big pass. Who would have thought <clears throat> the crows for what nearly 25 years have like, oh, we need a clash jumper. We'll have licks of paint here. We'll have a white <laughs> bloody car crash pro heart style fast fastness about. Pro heart. Let's oh. bloody. Throw some red, white, and blue on a white, yellow, just rubbish. Who would have thought that just take your main jumper and switch the bloody colours? Not hard, is it? It's not Not that hard. hard. It took you 25 years (laughs) at Westlakes to think of that. Gee whiz, but it's a pass. That has been a bugbear as a Crow supporter for many years, to be honest. Just getting some good Guernseys. You've had some shockers. We just haven't... What the hell have we been doing for 25 years? Just switch the colours, not hard. <laughs> I, think, I think my personal favourite was that yellow one, that abomination where it was just the stripes across. That was gross. Yeah. Fast. But, uh, um, <laughs> fast? That was a fast. <laughs> no, that, the be abomination oh, was a fast. Yeah, good call. Uh, we'll stick uh, with the Crows. This is the last one. Uh, uh, Simeon Thomas Wilson uh, has put out a, a bit of a piece of cotton. Simeon, a listener? Hey, is he a listener? He is good. He is, um, and I, I said oh, I think this might get a mention uh, this week. <laughs> uh, he's floated the idea of you know the crows are, are moving. They're moving somewhere. Is, is it Thibodeau Oval? Is it Mount Barker? Is it Mars? Is it Las Vegas? Wherever. But he's floated. How about the crows just move to Adelaide Oval? So the crows to Adelaide Oval. Pass or fast? It seems like a common sense move, sort of, because you want the Crows to be based in the city and as close to the Adelaide Oval as possible, so why not just make it the Adelaide Oval? But I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I'm a fan of that at all. Uh, Saka belongs at the Adelaide Oval. That's been their traditional home forever. Um, Bringing in an AFL team, I don't know if I'm a fan. Um, And I think the Crows will be able to find somewhere... A little bit, a little bit better, which they can call their own. If it's opposite the ice arena, in or they go to Thebiden, or or they find something in the parklands elsewhere, they'll find something that they can call their own. The oval, their own, and uh, and and the fans and the members can utilise it all year round and and feel like it's their own. So I don't like it to fast. With a, my port hat on, this would infuriate me because that's the very reason we're getting away from Footy Park. It's just crow yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'm enjoying the fact Adelaide Oval. Feels like a home to both clubs. Yes. And so much history behind it. If the Crows were to move to Adelaide Oval, it would just destroy that. I feel yeah. I'd be I'd be sitting out the front protesting, being an absolute flog, but yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> go go elsewhere. 
I've only got one crow's pass in me an episode, <laughs> and I've already used it up. So I, I like Hutto said, it, the Adelaide Oval feels like a neutral ground. There's no way you can move the crows there and feel the same. And 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 on that land, Adelaide Oval number two is heritage listed. It's also used by the West End Redbacks, who use that oval as their training facility, right next to the Nets and their indoor facility. I just feel like there's so many other options for the crows to, to take on board, and it's also you know it's it's. Yeah, it's used by another sporting team. So it's a massive fast for me. Yeah. Nah, big fast, big fast. Clearly, it would be Footy Park 2.0. Mm. Gee, no, big fast. I can understand the thought behind it, but no, fast. Clearly, Simeon's been completely shut down on the first show we've. But I think, before. I think the Crows should build their facility where the brewery's going to end. Mm. So what's where they should go? What's the situation with that? Because because the brewery's still there, but part of it is getting. Because where would they fit an oval? That's that's the issue. The, the brewery's a massive, massive site. You, you don't know how big the brewery is. You see it, the front of it, and it's not very big, but the back mm. of it's huge. It's 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 massive. So if if a ground and a facility could fit there at the brewery site, you could tick all the boxes. All the fans could catch the tram back to the club. It's. Mm. It's common sense it won't happen, but... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Crow's Christmas lights in the river. Yeah. yeah. Just don't kick the footy over the fence or go in the river. And you can have the prison bars on the chimney at the oh, Crow's yes. facility. Yes. Ship off. Yes. Ship off. All right. <laughs> Come to the end of that segment. All right, mate. It's uh, multi-time. Last week, we... Did we get close? We uh, got kind of near, didn't we, last week? Look, good start. Actually, no, it was a crap start. Oh, it was good, a good start. ending. Um, yeah, so we won the first <laughs> one. Multi's work. <laughs> um, then the Hawks in the NBL decided to um, play oh, like yeah. absolute trash. That's right. Melbourne United sucked. Thanks, Fletch. Um, I told you they're going to lose. Yeah, well, that was after I put the multi on, wasn't it? Um, Sydney <laughs> FC lost, well, or drew one of the two. Um, and North Melbourne <laughs> lost to Collingwood because they decided they can't kick the ball between two big sticks. <laughs> so overall, we got. About halfway. Yeah, well, that's um, not good enough. We need all of them. So how are we going to solve that, please, Fletch? Well, uh, tonight, uh, Thursday night, uh, it, it, it's the it's our showdown, Tuggers. It's uh, Adelaide 36ers versus Melbourne oh, yes. United. So uh, I've got a five-leg multi here. Uh, same gamer. Same gamer. Here Ooh. we go. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to start by Melbourne United will win because we uh. will win. Well, no, I'd back that too. So that's the first leg. The that's second right. leg is Melbourne United will win by more than 11. Oh, okay. Ooh. The third leg is, I think the 36ers will lead at half time, but Melbourne United will oh, run away with it in the second half. Bit of a six Sydney Kings sort of yes. feel about it. The overs of 171 and a half would be clearly over that because there's uh, not too much defence will be running around <laughs> tonight. And uh, obviously the last one to bump it up a bit uh, got Melbourne United's handicap of minus five and a half. Because they'll win over ten. Because and Tom Brady to push the basket. <laughs> None of that. So uh, for one dollar you'll get fifty bucks. It's fifty, 50 bucks. to one. That's pretty good. That's actually pretty good. Put the glove box on that. Nice. Here state. we go. Adelaide Crows. <laughs> Adelaide Oval. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Press Box. Nice to have you guys actually turn up again. Uh, good to see you, Fletch. Good to see you, Jace. <laughs> Jack, well done, mate. Um, Thank you. Of course, filling in uh, the nice shoes of Dale Fletcher for the last few weeks. So I suppose it's goodbye until we see you back here soon. Absolutely. No, I've enjoyed it, boys. Mate, it's been great to have you. All thanks to the Inner Sanctum you'll go to for Australian sports coverage done better. You go to theinnersanctum.com.au or their Facebook page, which should be working by now. Hopefully. Great to see you, everyone. We'll be back next week.